0: Here we go. You have your Bibles? The book of Ephesians, chapter number 6. I'll ask you if you will please stand with me. I have one verse tonight I want to focus on, but I want to read starting in verse 10, if that's okay. Verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereinto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, if correctly read. I believe the Lord would have us focus tonight on verse number 18. I want to preach on this thought tonight, the weapon of prayer. And if you tonight are a Christian warrior, you have a weapon called prayer. I might label it our weapon, amen, called prayer. Let's pray. Father, here I stand. It's me again, seeking your face, asking for your help. Lord, facing another daunting task for which I cannot. I am unable. I am feeble. I have no wisdom. I have no knowledge. Lord, I'm just poor, 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 poor in spirit, Lord. Please help us tonight, God. Please, Father, I pray. You would forgive us of our sin. Cleanse us of it, God. Empty us of ourselves, Fill us tonight, God, with your spirit. Use us, God. Preach us. Give us us an unction from heaven to declare boldly the precepts of the Word of God. Use us tonight, God, to encourage someone, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing. Uh, You may be seated tonight. Now, there is no doubt that we are in a struggle. We we are engaged in a conflict. It is a battle royal uh, between the invisible forces to us of hell and the invisible forces of heaven. And here we are caught in this battle between good and evil, light and dark, uh, hell and heaven, and we're right in the middle of it, and we've got to pick a side. And praise God, on July thirteenth, 1978, I enlisted in the Lord's army, yes, sir, and he took me in, and I may not be much, amen, but he lets me stand, and he lets me, I've, I've been on, chose to be on his side, and he lets me experience victory. And I thank God for that. There are times in my life that I feel powerless to continue on. There have been times like that I felt like that in the last month. Just completely exhausted. And I felt powerless to continue on. But I found out one who is able to empower you to prevail over every emotional, financial, physical, and spiritual chaos that you experience in your life. Let me introduce you to him. His name is Jesus. He can give you power to make you more than a conqueror. He can make you to become a victor. He can make you to become an overcomer. As an overcomer, you're no longer defined by your trials, but you're defined by your victories. Amen. Sometimes I look back in my life and maybe a certain terrible thing happened to me and maybe something bad's happened to you and you look back and and you look back to that date. It happened on this Saturday. It happened on uh, this Sunday. It happened on this Wednesday, this date and everything has changed my life because of this bad thing. Honey, don't be defined by your trials. Be defined by your victories, amen. Put on God's armor that protects you or our enemy and empowers you to conquer these spiritual forces and these great obstacles. We have tonight some weapons that we've read in the Word of God. Uh, We have a place to stand, amen. God has saved you and set your feet upon the solid rock and He's given you a place to stand and to fight this battle. And He's given you a weapon called the sword of the Spirit, amen, which is the Word of God. And He also gave you the ability to pray. You ought to say amen right there. We are called then to walk in victory. We're, we're called to walk in peace. We're called to walk in love. When I ask you, how are you doing? I'm not asking you how you're doing uh, coming under your circumstances, coming under your problems right now. I'm not asking you about how you're doing under. You're not an undercomer. You're an overcomer. I ask you how are you doing overcoming your circumstances overcoming some things that have come against you in your life god has given us this weapon called prayer there was a woman uh, she got a call from her daughter her daughter was at school her daughter was sick she called and she said mommy can you come pick me up i'm very sick and the mother going ahead and getting ahead of this thing called the doctor and said i'll take her straight from the school to the doctor's office when she called the doctor's office they were full schedule wise and they recommended some over-the-counter medicines that they could go get down at the drugstore cvs or wherever and the mother says well i'll go go ahead and get these over-the-counter medicines and then i'll go pick her up she went to cvs and she got all her over-the-counter medicines for her daughter and when she got back out to her car she discovered she had locked her keys in her car and her little girl still stuck at school Feeling very terrible, the lady got on the phone and she called the school and told the secretary. He says, "Listen, I've locked my keys in my car. Tell my daughter I'll be there." And the daughter was standing right and sitting right there, and she said, "Honey, your mama has locked her her keys in her car. She'll be here in just a few minutes." She said, "Can I talk to mommy?" She said, "Mommy, it's okay. I've seen this on TV." All you need to do is get a coat hanger. Stick it down between the window and the door and boom, you're going to pop the lock and you can come get me. I'm very sick. Well, the mother said, honey, I'll be right there. She went inside, got her a coat hanger, put that, that, that down in between the window and the door. She jimmied, jimmy, jimmied. Nothing happened. She said, oh, Lord, please help me or send somebody to help me. I don't know what I'm doing and my little girl is there. What'd she do? She prayed. About that time when she couldn't figure out what she was doing, a car pulled up. A passenger got out of the car. And come walking across the curb. And he was a rough, scruffy looking fella. Didn't look like somebody God would send. And she walked up and said, Excuse me, but could you help me? I, my little girl's sick at school and I've locked my keys in my car. He said, Yes ma'am, give me that coat hanger. He went that right down in there and pulled up, boom, got right in the car. And that lady, she threw her arms around him, hugged him. She said, Oh, you're such a good man. He pushed away from her and said, Lady, I am not a good man. I just got out of prison this morning. He starts walking away. She throws her hand up and said, Lord, thank you for sending me a professional. (laughs) See, when you pray, God hears your prayer and God will do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. Amen. Now, I want to look at verse 18. Look with me. Praying always. Number one, in those two words, praying always, we see the persistence of prayer. Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to faint. Paul said we ought to pray without ceasing. Amen. Praying means that we should always be in contact with our Lord. We should always be receiving direction. We should always be uh, receiving guidance. You think about... Uh, some of these men, these, these warriors that are out on the hillside and maybe they're in the middle of a battle and, and they've got some communication with headquarters and they're radioing in where they are, radioing in what they see, radioing in what they need. They're in constant communication with headquarters. You and I need to be in contact with the headquarters called heaven. Amen. We need, praying always, we need to maintain our connection, our communication with God. One time in the middle of the night, my phone rang. Man was going to kill himself. I didn't have time to get down and say, oh, God, forgive me. Me and my wife got in the fight. Oh, God, forgive me. I'm upset with somebody at church. Oh, God, forgive me. I'm upset about something other. Oh, God, forgive me. I didn't pay my car payment. Now I'm two months behind. No, I had to have all those things right before I went to bed. I should have no unrepented of, no unconfessed sins, When I get in my bed, amen, to sleep that night. And when I took that phone call, I was able to start talking to this person Let me tell you something. I heard the the barrel clicking as I talked to this gentleman. And to make a long story short, in about 20 minutes, he got saved. He got gloriously born again, amen, weeping, broken. Sometimes you can't see any hope. But I'm telling you, if you'll look to God, God will give you hope. Hey, the word pray there, it is the word proskumeia. It means that God Picks you up and transports you to set before his throne that you may speak with him. If you live in an attitude of prayer, you are always in the presence of God. I have found that some of the greatest prayers are, Help, Lord. One time at the end of a service, I was. I was asked to dismiss the service. And they said, Brother Dare, would you come up? I walked up and they said, would you dismiss? And I be I had this feeling, you don't go by feelings, but I had this, this burden that that service was not over. I walked up and I said, help us, Lord, amen. And I walked off the, and the pastor looked at me like, I asked you to dismiss and that's all you got? Help us, Lord, amen. And he, said, he walked back up and he said, maybe God's not done yet. And the service broke out. Three more got saved. One man surrendered to preach. I'm just telling you, God knows what help means. It's a big prayer, amen, if you're willing to offer it to the Lord. God wants us to pray, and He wants us to pray always, and He wants us to pray persistently. And then look with me in verse 18. Praying always with all prayer. The words, with all prayer. That tells me there's the, possibility of prayer that tells me that God will you hear me God does not work on our timetables we're bound by time x but he is not bound by eternity amen let me tell you he's the one started time x and taking, amen and he'll be the one that's causes time x to shut down God's time will be forever do you remember when he came to see about Lazarus there When he got there, he was four days late, but he was right on time, amen. And if right now you're waiting and right now you're praying and you feel like you're in a holding pattern, I want you to hear what my daddy said. My daddy said he was flying in from some big flight for General Electric and as he was flying in, they couldn't land because there was something going on down there at the airport and they had him in the holding pattern. And they said, so we looked around all these other planes flying around with us. We was all in the holding pattern, amen. But one by one, we all reached our destination. Honey, you may be denied that God's great director has you in a holding pattern. Honey, you just kick back and enjoy the ride because God's never had an air disaster. God's never had one plane come in too late. He's right on time, Amen. Lord of God, just enjoy the ride, hallelujah. Now the word all, look at that word, with all, I underline it in my Bible. All means no limits, no exclusions. You can pray about everything. You can reach out at any moment, at any time, and immediately be in touch with God through prayer. You can pray about everything, and when you do, do not sweat the details. Oftentimes you come down here and pray, oh God, and then you start sweating how God's going to do it. That's not your business. Your business is to trust Him. His business is to answer according to His will being done. Amen. So if you would just take this to God, don't sweat the details, watch what He'll do. Amen. Now, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek. And ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. A S K. Ask, seek, knock. Our kids don't have a problem asking. You see this boy sitting on the front row that I'm, that I'm pointing at right here? He's right now going, Oh no. His name is Luke. He does not have a problem asking his mama and his daddy, Can I? Will you, can you buy, can you get for me, can you do for me? Listen, this this will be advanced on my birthday for 2037. Because everything else is already filled up. He has no problem asking his mama or his daddy. And especially when he goes to his mama, boy, he's liable to get anything he wants, amen. He has no problem asking. Your grandkids have no problem asking. Little old Isla, all she's got to do is this, and it melts my heart, Amen. And she just asking for me to come over there and pick her up and grab her, take her away, Amen. I, Brother Kenneth showed me a picture of her last night, and man, she had Kenneth wrapped around her. His little—I'm just telling her little finger. She had Kenneth wrapped around her finger. He's a grown man, Amen. I'm just saying tonight, your kids and your grandkids have no problem asking. What's your problem? Why is it you won't ask him? Well, Preacher Darren, I'm just embarrassed. You have not because you ask not. I had somebody recently, uh, they, they walked up to me and, and, and they said, Pritchard Aaron, um, I'm struggling with this issue in my life. What do you think I ought to do? And I said, well, have you asked God about it? And they looked at me insulted that I said that as if, I'm shocked why would I pray about that I'm asking you for advice and you're asking me if I asked God let me just go ahead and save a few meetings around here that you want to meet with me have you asked God about your situation why would you ask me I'm way down here and he's way out there I think y'all take it to the head I think y'all take it to the master I think y'all Lord of God I feel preaching stirred you ought to take it to the Savior amen Why in the world would you want to ask some low-down preacher? Ask God, amen. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. Go back to our text. Praying always with all prayer, then we have two words, and supplication. What is supplication? It is to he. it is to plead humbly with thanksgiving in your heart. Asking him, pleading, beseeching him, yet while being thankful. Most time when we ask God, we're not being thankful. We're just asking because we think we're in need. But if we would come and humble ourselves and be thankful as we pray and supplicate ourselves, things would be so much better. Oh my, here we go. I have run into a block wall. I have run into a wilderness with no pathway through it of safety. I have run into a situation where I have obstacles on every single hand. That in the middle of revival season, that in the the middle of revival season, in the middle of camp meeting season, right in the middle of all this, I've run into a desperate problem. And I can't ask the church for help because we're way down here. I have to ask God. And let me tell you what He's done in the last month. He's met the need. In desperation, I began to cry out for Him and I began to cry out to Him. And I began to seek God like I'd never, ever really just sought Him before. Somebody even came and said, Preacher, I've never heard you preach camp meeting so hard. I've never heard you preach. It's like you're preaching for your life. Man, I am. I am. I've been preaching for everything that's within me. Preaching for my life out of desperation. I'm just seeking God's face because without Him doing something, I'm in a mess. And you know what He did? He came through. In ways I would have never expected. In ways I could never explain. God has answered And met the need. In the book of Daniel chapter 6. Oh preacher dear and I know the story of Daniel. Boy I'm glad you do. You're going to hear it again. Daniel was told. If you go and pray. To any other God. Other than our king. You're going to be thrown in the lion's den. I don't care if there's COVID. I don't care what plague's around. If you, if you pray and you're heard praying, you are going to the lion's den. And it was a law and it was signed, sealed, and delivered. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees not just once, not just twice, three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then those, these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. He, what was he doing? He wasn't just praying. He was begging while being thankful, he was pleading, God, in my desperation, I'm more than just praying, God. I'm thankful for our situation. It could be worse. You're at work here. But Lord, I'm in need of your help. And you know what they did while he was praying and making supplication? They arrested him and throwed him into the den of lions. <sighs> And they looked at him, looked at Daniel, and Daniel looked at them. And all of a sudden, they calmed down because standing between him and the lions was God's angel. (laughs) And God's angel said, shh, pop down, kitty, kitty. This is the man of God whom God has chosen to go through this night with you in this den of lions Innocency has been found in him. His prayer has been heard before your maker. And tonight you are going to keep him warm. And Daniel lay down and had a good night's sleep. Better than a certain perfect sleeper. He fluffed himself up a lion's mane. Pulled him some fur right over the top of him. And said, here, kitty, kitty. And lay down and slept all night long. Now the king was back at the house in the throne room, pacing back and forth. Oh, what have I done? What's going to happen to Daniel? Kitty is God. I'm, listen, Daniel got a good night's sleep in a restless kingdom. Why? Because he was praying and he was supplicating himself before God. I want to read. Go with me again. Let's go again. To the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians. Come to Ephesians where you were. Go write one book. The book of Philippians chapter 4 verse number 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your, minds, your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'm just saying thirdly. There's the petition of prayer that he's supplicating himself. Go to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy, I gotta hurry. 1 Timothy chapter number 2, verse number 1. 1 Timothy chapter 2, keep going to the right. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. God is telling us In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6 and verse 18, we have the persistence of prayer, the possibility of prayer, and thirdly, the petition of prayer. Look with me back in verse 18 of Ephesians. We're going to see this statement. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, capital S. Three words, in the Spirit. There's the power of prayer. You see, the power of the Holy Spirit of God lives within you. He's the one that drives your prayer. Preacher, don't understand. He's the same one that authored the Word of God, the Spirit of God. Amen. Yes, he did. The same one that authored the Word of God lives in my heart. And when I pray, sometimes when I pray, I feel like I fumbled my prayers. Sometimes when I pray, I feel like they didn't even get off the ground, didn't get out of the top of my head. Sometimes I feel like I have failed in prayer, but the sweet Holy Ghost comes and takes my feeble, inept words when I feel like I fumbled and failed. And he takes my words as he escorts me before the throne of God. And there I bow in contrition, calling on the Lord, my head bowed. And the Holy Ghost says, This is what he said, but let me interpret and tell you what he means. You see, the Holy Ghost speaks the language of the Heavenly Father. He reshapes and He intercedes my prayer life. Preacher, I just don't think He does that. Well, you go ahead and think what you want to think, but I'm going to read what my Bible says. In the book of Romans, chapter number 8, turn with me. The book of Romans, chapter 8, and verse number 26, let's read about what the Holy Spirit does as He interacts with our prayer life. Romans 8 verse 26 Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities For we know not what we should pray for as we ought But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us With groanings which cannot be uttered You see that? He takes our feeble words He reshapes them And he interprets them to God with groanings (laughs) that cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Prayer is addressed to the Father. As the Holy Ghost gives utterance who lives inside us and Jesus, who's on the right hand of God the Father, my Bible says that my Savior, my Lord, and my King, He ever liveth to make intercession. So the Holy Ghost is making intercession and Jesus is making intercession while I'm there on my knees before the throne of God praying in my felon kind of a way. And let me tell you what happens. God hears and grants His answer according to His will. That's the power of prayer. Back to Ephesians chapter 6. The Bible says, And watching thereunto, oh my, and watching thereunto. That's the precision of prayer. Honest answer, have you ever fell asleep while you were praying? One time, I was on the side of my bed. Praying on my knees. I do that every night since God, the, the night I surrendered to preach, I said, God, if I'm able, not in the hospital or not in the casket, I'm going to get on my knees before you every night before I go to sleep. I was so tired. I, I bowed down and I was praying on my knees beside my bed. And I don't know how long I'd been there, but when I woke up, I was laying just like this on my knees. Soundless, preachers preacher swore he didn't fall on the floor. I think that's why I woke up. I think I was about to stumble over completely sideways. Preacher, I can't believe our pastor went to sleep while he was praying. The disciples did. Peter, James, and John went to sleep while they were praying. And you know what the Bible says right here? He says we're to be watching there unto. That means we're to be awake. We ought to be alert. We've got to face an enemy. There is an enemy tonight that is engaging, it's encountering. He's trying to oppose, he's trying to be adverse to us from preaching the word of God. This this is a military terminology. Be vigilant. That's to be watchful. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to overcome you with distractions, with doubts, with temptations. He wants to stop us from praying. Guard your prayer time. Colossians 4, 2 says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. That word thanksgiving keeps coming up. Do you catch it, amen? Oh, how we ought to be thankful. Now back to our text. We're on the sixth one. We're going to talk about the perseverance of prayer. With all perseverance. If you're going to pray effectively, you're going to have to persevere. No matter how earthbound your prayers feel, no matter how you feel like you failed, no matter how frantic you may feel about it, honey, you have got to get in a place that you have perseverance. For years, I had like a prayer journal, and I wrote down all my prayer requests what I did that day, what was important, what was going on. This is one, listen to this. One I ran across said, look about years ago, Dear Lord, I don't know where you are in this. I don't feel like praying today about it. But in faith I will continue. Sometimes you don't feel like praying. Sometimes, just to be honest, you're ready to give up. And you're almost through and you just don't know it. In the book of Psalms, there are at least five times in the Psalms that David prayed this prayer, and I think this is the first one in Psalms 13, verse 1. Psalm 13, 1. Maybe you feel like this tonight, and maybe my job, maybe the reason the Holy Ghost wanted to put me on this, was to encourage you, keep praying. Psalm 13 1. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? You ever felt like that? How long, O Lord? Forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? David said, oh, Lord, how long? Five times in the Psalms. Five times. I read the Psalms all the time. Five times he said, oh, Lord, how long? But guess what? He didn't stop praying. Maybe you're here tonight. You don't feel like praying. The child of God, he's been hearing your prayer. I remember about Daniel. Daniel was praying. He'd been, I think it was 21 days praying. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And that God sent, whoo, God sent his man to touch him. And he said, your prayer was heard the first time. But I've been engaged with a conflict getting here to you, amen. I'm telling you, amen, God hears your prayer. Just have some perseverance in your prayer, amen. Look with me, and I'm doing seventhly. There's the purpose of prayer. We come back to that word supplication for all the saints. We go back to this morning. We're to pray for each other. We're to pray for each other faithfully. If I'm praying for you, face a hundred plus people here. If I'm praying for you, you're praying for me. We got to learn to pray for each other. Amen. We talked about that this morning a little bit. Got to learn to pray for each other and, and just go on. Listen, life's always better when you get your eyes off of you and you get your eyes on God and then get your eyes on praying for other people. Life's a whole lot better. And look. And then he said in verse 19, you're praying for all the saints and for me, and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I open, may open my mouth boldly. Where's he at? He's in a prison cell chained up between soldiers. And what's he doing? He's praying always with supplication and with thanksgiving in his heart, and his life. May I just say tonight that you and I need to have A practice of prayer. That's the eighth point. I I wasn't going to preach that, but it just came to me. A practice of prayer. What should it be? Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor. Every piece that he gives you, put it on. Then take your weapons. Take your place to stand. Take your sword of the spirit and take your prayer life and stand there and watch what God's going to do. Sometimes you feel like prayer life, preacher Darren, can be very difficult. You're right. It takes some some fortitude. It takes some godly grit. How many of y'all had to take foreign languages when you was in school? Most everybody. What did y'all take? Spanish? Como estas usted? I mean, did you take French? Some of y'all took Latin? You had to learn a foreign language. And for you and your flesh, prayer is foreign language to you. And that foreign language took you some time to learn it. My teacher was from Madrid, and you couldn't go to the bathroom without asking him in Spanish. You couldn't go to the pencil sharpener without asking him in Spanish. You couldn't ask for help if you weren't asking him in Spanish. I was in trouble. I knew I've got to learn the language if I'm at least going to go to the bathroom in this class. What am I going to do? I had to learn it. And I want to tell you something. If you're going to communicate with headquarters... You've got to learn the language. You've got to learn the lingo. And your heart must be saved and be in tune with God. And let the Holy Ghost take your prayers and drive them to the throne of God. I know who you are. But this morning when I got in preaching, I was ready to get in another text. And the Lord said, right here, you're coming back right here. I didn't have three days to outline it. I had this afternoon. To break down one and two words, and I didn't want to preach all the Greek words because sometimes we don't appreciate. But I'm gonna tell you something tonight. Whoever you are, will you hear me? I'm trying to encourage you. You about ready to give up, man? This thing has zapped all your strength. You've just about said, "Well, I'll just this is never gonna happen." I'm, God knows that you're almost through. Don't quit persevere in prayer and get so desperate that you begin to get in supplication with thanksgiving unto God, you stand to your feet. Seth, if you come, I'm just trying to mind God. Quickly. Don't beat around the bush if God spoke to you or if you have a desire. If you have a desire, Lord, I need to pray about this. Lord, I'm bringing this to you. God, my family, but boy, we've been tossed and turned with, with this situation. Lord, I can't handle it anymore. And I prayed and prayed, God, I'm going to supplicate. Lord, here I come with thanksgiving. God, thank you. You've been there every step of the way. Come on right now. Father, when I bow tonight, I'm ushered before the throne of Almighty God. And Father, here I bow. Lord, would you touch us? Would you help us? God, we're in need of answers. We're in need of a miracle, just to be honest. God, there are supplies and provisions that we need. And Lord, if we don't maintain our connection, our line of communication, my supply line is cut off. So Lord, I thank you tonight for your salvation, your grace, your mercy, your sweet forgiveness. Lord, as I bow, Lord, I'm thankful that my God supplies all my needs. According to your riches and glory. And Lord, as I bow here, Lord, privately, right now, I'm asking, I'm seeking, I'm knocking about some individual things, some people, God, I'm praying for. Help them, God. Make them overcomers. Help them to be victorious, Lord. Conquering their greatest obstacles. God, I pray for these in this altar tonight. My brothers and sisters. Great obstacles in their lives. God, would you meet their need. God, would you help them to overcome. Lord, would you answer According to your will. In your perfect timing. Lord, thank you for hearing us. Thank you for your answer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.